I'm going to uh, encourage the praise team. Uh, we're going to uh, jump into the message at this point. So the praise team, as you want, I'm going to start with a prayer. You can go ahead and, and wander to your seats as, as I'm praying. That's okay. All right. Lord, um, we live in a time right now that has its own anxieties, its own cause for concern, uh, whether it's uh, a virus or other things going on uh, in our own lives personally. And Lord, I, I just pray that you would speak directly to the hearts of those that are gathered uh, to listen to your word today, wherever they might be, that you would speak a word of truth uh, and take the words that I'm about to share and, and, and turn it into a, an area of their life uh, where they are able to hear uh, that you are the great provider. We just confess that you, you care about everything from our house, our home, to the very shoes that we wear on our feet, to our very life, uh, Lord. And we just ask that you would just give us your peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding, uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, um, wrestling with the issues, the idea of being at peace with the, the circumstances that we find ourselves in in, in life, that's the, the overall theme of my message. I could almost title it uh, another uh, title, which is, I believe in God, but what is mine is mine. Okay, and as I was thinking about that because I was watching some clips of, of Finding Nemo, uh, and, and you know the, the part where the seagulls, there's twice in the movie where the seagulls are, are running around and they have a word that they say? You know what it is? Mine? 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 And then now you look at seagulls like, yep, that's what they're saying. But I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're true uh, to our sinful nature, I mean, sometimes we act a little bird brainish, don't we? And we crave things that really God didn't mean for us to have, or, or we, we want things, that, and so we're like running around going, mine, 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 mine. You, you see somebody with a milkshake, and you, you weren't even thinking of a milkshake, and all of a sudden you want a milkshake, right? So you're in line now with, over at Mickey D's uh, trying to get a milkshake. Just mine, mine. God has a different way. And, and yeah, today uh, I'm going to be talking about some things called finances. And, and I, I was sharing with a couple of members of the, of the praise team. Uh, I've been a pastor now 13 years. This is only the second time that I've preached on finances. Um, so, but we need to be able to dive into the whole counsel of the Lord. Because God does have something that he wants to talk about. So uh, please don't let your eyes roll up into the back of your head. If you need to, take your mask, draw some eyeballs on it, and put it over your eyes. And I'll at least know that you're awake, okay? Um, but there are some important things that, that we want to talk about uh, because there are many of us that are concerned. And, and re regardless of, of where you are uh, with the virus, we know that our economy is, is struggling and some things need to, to happen and God needs to intervene and, and provide for us. And, and there are some people that are in, in great harm's way because of all the things that are going on uh, in our economy right now. And there are some of us that are concerned about retirement, uh, maybe our jobs. Uh, what's going to happen um, with uh, paying for school if I, if I have a, a child that's on the way uh, to college? Um, if you are anxious about your finances um, and you're a little uncomfortable about that, maybe God has uh, a little word for you today. Yeah, in the scriptures, uh, we had an opportunity to, to hear uh, Tom read from 1 Timothy chapter 6. There's actually a, a verse that wasn't in on the screen. But God says this, he says, command those who are, are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or not to put their hope 
and wealth because it's so uncertain. Uh, that is, there is no truer statement uh, in Scripture concerning our, our, our finances. Wealth is just absolutely uncertain. Now, who here would consider themselves rich? Even the rich have uh, a desire for a little bit more. Um, some statistics, if you would. If you make $24,000 a year, there are 81 people, 81% of the population of the world makes less than that. If you have access to about $80,000 a year, you're in the top 1% of wealth in the world. And that really gives us a little bit of perspective. So going back to the scripture that I read just a a little bit ago, command those who are rich uh, in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth. That's so uncertain. It continues on. It says, put their hope in God who richly provides us everything for our enjoyment. Who here believes God is trustworthy? Who here believes that God has your back and that God will provide for you? Right? We, we do that. We, we, we trust that. And yet, in, in, in our trust, sometimes what, what we end up doing is, is we, we still say, like, but, but Lord, I, I need just a little bit more to get by. And, and here's how it tends to play out, right? So we gather for worship on a Sunday, and, and we pray a prayer that, that has a phrase like this, give us this day our daily bread, okay? Which means give us what we need for the day. And then when the lottery hits a, 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 a jackpot number, like, whoa, we got to have a little bit of that, we go running to go get a, a quick pick or, or something along those lines, and, and you're like, wait a minute, you're, one of these, you're, you're canceling each other out, right? You're praying for just what you need for the day, and, and yet you're, you're clamoring after more, 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 more. And, and what ends up happening uh, is we start to hold on so cli- tightly to our possessions, to the things that we have, and, and we act as though they're mine, mine, mine. And, and I was convicted of it, just not even financially, but even in our own family relations. Who's here is a mom or a dad? Do you realize that our children are on loan from God? God has a, a plan for them and a, and a purpose for them, and, and we get to steward them. We get to teach them. We get to disciple them. They are on loan. They are not ours. And, there, and, and as we have a, a little one, a 12 years old, that we're going to be praying for, man, that came driving home. Lord, this is your child. You love her so much. And we just ask, Lord, for her to get stronger in her, in her heart condition. And, but, but wow. So I'm holding my little girl over this week and going, Lord, thank you for the blessing. This is, she's not mine to own. But Lord, please let me use the gifts that I've been given to impart faith uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's not just finances that God is concerned about. He wants our trust. He wants us to trust in Him with every aspect of our lives, to to use our blessings to, to bless others. During His earthly ministry, Jesus was walking uh, amongst the, the people that He cared an awful lot about, and, and He was teaching, and he, and he met a young man who, like us, there, there was a gap in, in what He believed and how He acted. So He said one thing, but how He acted was was a different thing. It betrayed um, some doubts that he had. He talks with Jesus. He, he believed that he, he, he did all things right. He, he kept all the commandments. He honored his parents. He honored his body. He, he honored marriage. He honored the reputation of others. He, he loved his neighbors. And then he asked Jesus, what do I lack? And Jesus invites him by saying, go sell everything you have, then come and follow me. 
And this young rich man walked away sad. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And all Jesus wanted from this young man was just a simple trust. Trust that I'm going to provide for you, he says. Don't trust in your wealth. He couldn't do it. Can we? Do we look in our pantries at home and and we feel a little bit more comfortable uh, when there um, is food in it? (laughs) Lately, toilet paper? Although that doesn't seem to be as big of an issue right now, but man, you, you saw a taste of that a couple of months back. All Jesus wants us to do is just trust in him. He's going to provide for us. Trust God. He's good. And he's good to the point where it's more than just the provisions that he gives us. He is good regardless. When it comes to taking things one day at a time, to receiving from his hand what he knows that we need, he knows what we need and he's going to provide for us. And sure, we may not always like it because it comes at just the, the, the moment when you need it most. But even even that sin, where we're not fully trusting in our Lord, God went to the cross for. Even when we look at things and we say, that's mine, it's all mine, I need this, I need to have this in order to be happy, or I need this in order to get through life, and you start to put our trust in the things that aren't from God, Uh, even that Jesus took to the cross. That, That lack of trust that we have ultimately should have condemned us. If we're not trusting in our Heavenly Father to be our provider, it is sin, and it ultimately should condemn us. And yet, Jesus says, I have your back. And I'm going to see you through it. And Jesus is saying, you are mine. You are mine. And it's not a bird brain squawk. It's God, fully human, coming down, living and walking amongst people and and, and saying, I know that life can be tough on this side of paradise. And yet, in perfect obedience to his Lord, he he, he followed uh, obediently all the way to the cross. And he cries out, our sins are are forgiven. The sin of not trusting God, not not quite trusting him. uh, The sin of saying, mine, mine, mine. Those sins are forgiven before all eternity. If he's done that, if he says that your sins are forgiven, if he's laid down his life, do you, do you think he's going to walk away from you in your deepest, darkest hour? No. And that's when I'm, I'm reminded of that, that, that poem, uh, Footprints in the Sand, where you see two sets of feet along the sand and then life gets hard and all of a sudden there's only one and so the The poet talks about, God, you abandoned me in my darkest hour, and yet, no, son, I was carrying you. Whatever you're facing right now, God is carrying you. And that's what Paul encourages us. Uh, In in Philippians chapter 4, he says, listen, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in every situation whether I'm well-fed or hungry, whether I'm living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. If you and I are going to find contentment, it's not going to be uh, in the possessions of this world. It's not even going to be uh, in our rights. 
in this world. But we get to trust in our Lord who's got a bigger picture in mind, who has eternity uh, in, in mind for us. We don't even know what it is to live life yet. But he's preparing that for each and every one of us. My brothers and sisters in Christ, contentment is a gift from God. We can trust in him. We can be at peace. It doesn't matter if you are blessed with abundance in this life or if you're absolutely scraping by. God is going to see you through to the place where your true riches lie, where you get to live life the way it was meant to live. And I'm looking forward to those days where those true treasures are, where, where moth and rust cannot approach, where nothing can get to us where we're promised that the gates of heaven are, are open wide, which means there's no bad stuff getting into heaven because gates are a defense mechanism and they're closed only when you expect bad things to happen. But no, these are open wide. We're, that's our hope. That's, that's what life is going to be like. And whether we're here for a short time or a or hundred years, it's still a blink, a, a blip. And as we heard from the scripture readings, we don't bring anything into this world. And we can't take anything out except for the faith that our Lord has worked in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we get to heaven and we hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, well done, come and enjoy the inheritance that's been prepared before time began. So as we have that hope, what can we do with it? We can recognize that everything that we've got, even our very breath, is a gift from our Heavenly Father. And we can use our gifts to impact this world in a way for Jesus Christ, where we can walk with peace going, you know what, this is hard, but, but God's going to see us through. Uh, and we can live that out. Will you do that with me as my fellow redeemed in Jesus' name? If so, say amen. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, it's not by accident that we chose to, to put the song it as well here uh, that the praise team is getting ready to sing i just pray that as this song is being sung you would just let the words wash over you that god would just speak to you and his spirit uh, through these through this music